This episode is sponsored by Husqvarna Viking. If you're a sewist, you know Husqvarna Viking produces some of the most advanced sewing machine technology in the world. Stay tuned to the end of the episode for our Meet the Machine segment, where we hear about one of Husqvarna Viking's latest machines with Director of Education, Sonny Grint. Their products are thoughtfully made by sewists for sewists. Husqvarna Viking, they're keeping the world sewing. Welcome to Sew and Tell, where sewists from fashion, theater, and indie sewing bring their different perspectives to the hottest topics in the sewing community. I'm Kate Seinard. I'm Meg Healy. And I'm Amanda Carestio. Today we're getting into the holiday season nice and early with a discussion of gifts, the kinds sewists like to make and the kinds they like to receive. We'll each share a little something in our Sojo segment, and then we'll ask you to share something as well. But before we begin, how's everyone doing? I'm doing good. (laughs) (laughs) It's one of those days, huh? Yeah. um, No, it's like the sun is shining. It's like abnormally warm today. Uh, It's super nice out. So I just, you know, I'm feeling good. Yeah, we're having really warm weather too, which is kind of nice. Yeah, it feels like it's the final bits. Oh, yeah. I know. I'm trying to not look too far ahead on the forecast. Well, yeah, don't don't look more than like three days because yeah. <laughs> that's when we're losing it. But it's been nice. My husband has been taking the cats out at lunch and they love to go outside, but it's been too cold for a while. So they're like blissfully happy, except they don't like uh, stepping on the dry leaves. So they <laughs> run around the corners of the yard trying oh. not to step on dry leaves. They're so cute. Are they scared or what? Yeah, I don't think Maggie likes the noise. And so oh. she's she's always trying to avoid the leaves That's as much as she cute. can. I love a crunchy leaf step. Oh, I like always try and step on as many leaves as I can. I know. I'm like, <laughs> Maggie, come on, let's frolic in the leaves. And she sits there and she just looks at me like, you are so crazy, lady. Oh, I have to admit, I've been looking into pet strollers for Bubbly because he can't go outside. And I, they're they're actually pretty popular in Toronto. And I, so I could like take him on walks and stuff. I have looked into it several times. So (laughs) that's adorable. I feel like you see a lot of those in Colorado as well. Oh, yeah. I see a lot of, you know, for little dogs Mm -hmm. and older puppies as well. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, there's like little screened in ones, so we can't hop. He, I just could see him just sitting there and be like, oh, and like, anyways. Sniffing the air, his little twitchy bunny nose. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> I love it. I love it so much. Well, shall we hop into our first segment? Yeah, let's do it. Let's do Speaking it. Speaking of hopping. <laughs> exactly. Let's hop on over to our next I wish I'd meant to do that, but I didn't. So tis the season, I guess. Um, let's talk about sewing handmade gifts. This is a hot topic in the sewing community. I see a lot of folks on one side who really cherish this process every year. It's like a big, it's part of their traditions. They get started early and share along the way. And it's really magical to watch. And then there are folks on the other side who just really are a solid no. And definitely there's no right answer here, but I was interested to get your take, Kate and Meg. What's your kind of general feeling about making handmade gifts? Well, sometimes my sewing gifts are pretty, they're they're on a pretty low level. I don't do a lot of sewing gifts. Right. I have been known to do like crochet gifts for people. Mm. 
Last year, we made fleece scarves for everybody with little fringes, but those were no sew scarves. So that was, you know, not a sewing thing. And I'm perfectly happy to make like a few things, but I'm not, I'm not real big on sew something for everyone. Yeah. My mom asked for a pin cushion. So I'm going to make her a pin cushion. My mother-in-law asked for a toiletry case. So I'll make her a toiletry case, but I don't have the patience to sit down and sew something for everyone, I guess. Uh How about you, Meg? Yeah, well, I always do my alternate year. So I think last year was buying um I kind of do one year on one year off making and then I usually just pick one thing and I make it for for everybody but I like to I mean I like the process because I like bulk sewing I think it's kind of fun so yeah curating one thing for everybody it's a little bit daunting to me but even though you can make like little tweaks if you're doing bulk sewing anyway if you know this person like this color of something you just make that that one you know so there's some but I don't know this year I'm I don't know. I'm not feeling too festive this year. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I would say I'm I'm definitely in the same boat. And I do remember Meg, you sharing about your year on, year off, and I love that idea so much. I feel like I, I don't know. I never know how I'm going to feel going into this season. And I usually, it takes me a long time to get kind of like wrapped up in the season because I don't think about it until after Halloween. And even then, we've got some birthdays in the mix there. So really can't focus on it for at least a couple more weeks. But then towards the end, I tend to get like really in the moment and decide yeah. very late yeah. that I really do want to make homemade gifts. <laughs> and then of course, I've not avoided the stress at all. I've made it worse for myself. So there's that for sure. Let's do talk about this year. What are you what are you guys thinking? Are you going to how are you going to approach it? Is it going to be different? Pretty much the same as your usual, seeing as it's been such a different year. Well, I've got my my own little extra thing going on. I actually have surgery scheduled for the second week in December this year. I'm wow. at a yeah. uh, rather advanced age. I'm getting my tonsils out, y'all. So, <laughs> um, <laughs> so I'm actually going to be basically down for the count for a good long chunk of December. So I'm actually sitting here kind of panicking about figuring out my ideas and what I'm going to do. And I, you know, making sure that I've got thoughts in my head. I actually have done some shopping already. And I think it's probably not going to be a heavy sewing year for me simply because Mm -hmm. I really do need to focus in on making sure I've got everything taken care of before I go into that surgery. And if you will recall from my previous complaining about it, I had three major birthdays in my family also fall in December. Mm -hmm. That's tough. Oh, right. eh? I remember that. So in addition to figuring out all the Christmas gifts, I have to figure out all the birthday gifts as well. So it's high stress for me this November. But by the time I hit December, I'm going to be like, well, I'm done or that's it because I'm going to be laid up. (laughs) I'm actually so lucky this year. My family, my mom's kind of like me and I don't know, we just kind of get a little grinchy over Christmas. It's just all for us. It's just, you know which will be unfortunate this year too, you know, just getting together with, it'll look a lot different this year. Um, keeping, you know, the groups smaller, but my mom was like, do we, can we just not do gifts this year? And I was like, oh, the gift of no gift, the best gift of all. Like, so my whole family is just no gifts and we're just going to be together for the night. And then with Julian's family, we persuaded her to do the draw instead of getting everybody gifts. So now I only have to get one gift. <laughs> 
Nice. <laughs> and I'm so excited. So I think I am going to hand make it. That's what I'm going to do. So I'll, then I can really put my efforts toward just like something really like one off and special for whoever I draw in Julian's family. Then I just don't have to worry about my family. And Julian and I never give gifts. So I'm actually kind of excited now. Yeah. <laughs> See, and that's so funny because my husband and I have a small good natured competition about who uh, wins Christmas by who oh. makes the other person happier with the gift that they gave. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I don't really know how I feel yet about holiday gifts. Part of me is like, I feel like I've been all over the place with my sewing and just going from project to project, not finishing things. So the other day when I was thinking about it, I was I was kind of excited. Like I could make a list. I could make all the things on the list and be done with it and just feel a little bit more focused, even if it's just that one area of my life. Uh-huh. But I don't know if I actually feel like I've got the energy and motivation to follow through. So we'll Mm -hmm. see how it goes. I definitely, Mm -hmm. I feel like this year, my two boys have started, they've started to make some noise about wanting some handmade garments. So I usually make Ruby a couple of things, just nothing fancy, but in some flashy fabrics, some yeah. metallics or whatever. And so they, I think they're getting, they're, they're, the gig is up and they requested some dinosaur pajamas and other various dinosaur things. So I think that'll be a fun little foray, but you can bet that I'm making the matching stuff, whatever it is. Can I also request dinosaur pajamas? I know. Dinosaur <laughs> pajamas, pretty great. I actually, I don't have a lot of handmade pajamas, so maybe I'll sneak in a pair for myself. (laughs) Yeah, that was one thing I made. I think it was two years ago. I picked pajama pants as my kind of, and everybody, I made like 10 pairs of pajama pants and they were very, very well received. Even for men, it's a great gift for everybody. And I still, I, I gave a pair to my brother's girlfriend, like, when they first started dating like six years ago and she still says she wears them like all the time. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, it is kind of nice to have. But yeah, I don't make myself them too often either. I should definitely sneak in some for myself too. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, let's jump into that. Pajamas is a great starting place. Do you have a favorite kind of gift to make? I think I tend towards accessories for gifts. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Because they're so much easier to make and fit Right. Um, they, they take less time to do and you're not as worried about making sure that you have everything the right size. And uh-huh. I tend towards accessories, maybe some bags. I've been known to make some dice bags in my life. My favorite thing to give nowadays, and I've just been doing a lot of just because gifting, even right now, my bubble that I golf with, I love making embroidered things. That's the more familiar I get with my embroidery machine. I think those like even it doesn't even have to be that much work. You can even pre-buy something and then embroider it. Like what I do now is I buy tea towels and I don't make them. I just and then I embroider those. Those are my favorite gifts, too. But I made our golfing crew all matching golf face masks. They have like uh, golf logos on them. And <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah. I hadn't really thought about embroidery, but that's a really great idea. Yeah, because you can make it so custom. And there's an embroidery design for everything. And they're so, you and people 
people because mm-hmm. it looks so elevated, you know, it looks like you didn't do it at home. Like embroidery machines are actually so amazing. And I learn every time after I do one, I just learn more and more. Totally. <laughs> Those are my favorite gifts to give too. Yeah. You know, I, I think I actually do end up making a lot of wearable things, but it's always like loose fit garments. Like I'm a big fan of robes. I'm a big fan of pajama pants. I've even made a few jackets like um, the Wixton Hayori jacket is an open jacket. It, uh, it's very kind of boxy and loose fit. And that thing, when you sew it up, it looks so high end and so fancy. And it is a really easy sew. It's a lined jacket, but you can ditch the lining if you want. And it really comes together quick. And like I said, it just looks like it took a lot more time than it actually did. And I do kind of love projects like that. In addition to cardigans, I feel like a cardigan super easy fit. You can just, you don't have to worry about it actually closing. So I've made a few cardigans as gifts as well. That's a good idea. Actually, that might be my next, maybe if I just, you know, if I have some fabric and stuff, maybe that's something I could make. You know, Uh, and the right style cardigan, I think could work for anybody, really. Yeah, that'd be good good for like my girlfriends. They would love that. That would be so cute. Indeed. Let's do kind of a lightning round, mostly because I am selfish and I need more ideas on my end. But we're going to kind of go through some categories. And I'd love to hear just your recommendation or your favorite thing to make for this category of person. And we're starting with men. What are some good men gift ideas? Meg, you go. I think sweatpants. Men love sweatpants and they're easy to easy to make. And ties. I like making ties. How about you, Kate? I would say pajama pants actually yeah. is the thing I'd be most likely to make. Also, a lot of the dudes in my life are gaming dudes, role-playing right. gaming dudes. And so something like an embroidered dice tray, like mm. one that I made a couple of years ago for creative machine embroidery. I'll have to look up the exact issue and put it in the show notes something like that or a dice bag those kind of things i think are really good for certain kinds of dudes and they like scarves i have learned oh that is true because they never think to go get themselves the scarf but they always mm-hmm. say they want one that's a, yeah that's that's mm-hmm. a great idea kate i was thinking about slippers this year <gasps> oh yes a lot of really good slipper patterns out there and i do like cardigans for dudes if you if the dude likes cardigans. I was thinking about like a messenger bag or at some point, I can't remember who I was chatting with about making a wallet, which I thought was like a really cool idea. Maybe use some Pendleton wool. You don't necessarily have to go full on leather. We've got a lot of options. So those were on my list. A hoodie would be good too. Uh My husband does not wear cardigans, but he does wear hoodies. Yeah. My friend and I were talking about, she's a, it's this new thing called an Uzi. Have you ever heard of it? That's a gun. Is it? An Uzi? Yeah, it's a gun. Like a machine gun. Really? Apparently it's also the name of this. It's like a Snuggie and a hoodie in one. It's like a oversized dress hood. I'm sure it's called an Uzi. An Uzi, maybe. I have no idea. Now I need to look it up. So you said it was like a hoodie and a onesie? Yes. And it's like a hoodie and a snuggie. A snuggie. Got it. Okay. Yeah. Who is it? Yeah. Udi? Udi. That's it. There we go. Okay. <laughs> Why was I thinking Udi? Oh my gosh. Sorry. I, I think I was thinking cozy. Yeah. Yeah. There we go. Uh, it's just like this huge, um, those would be really good because she was saying that she got one and her partner always steals. He's always in it. And she goes, mm-hmm. I got that for me. And so that could be a good difference. <laughs> 
Oh my gosh, an Udi. Please forgive. I was thinking. Uh, see, so and now I'm sitting here picturing you at your sewing machine trying to sew up a machine gun, and it's awesome. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh, I see. I didn't even know that. Well, thanks for the clarification. You are welcome. I'm so happy to know that an Udi exists in the world. That's pretty exciting. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, machine gun's not a good gift. <laughs> no, no, no. Uh, definitely not. But I feel like a lot of people are like going to be making handmade gifts this year. All the so people, the, you know, the sewing machines that have been selling out over the year. Like this is a great year if you've never made gifts to jump into making gifts. That's a good point. I agree, Meg. It's a really good idea. Yeah. And simple gifts are great too. Mm-hmm. All right. Next up, what is your go-to gift for moms and moms-in-law? I think for me, it's definitely like, I kind of mentioned the robe idea, because then you don't have to worry about. Also, you could use some stash fabric, because I feel like most of the stuff that sits around in my stash is like swishy, drapey fabric that I don't really know what I'm going to sew into, but it would make the perfect robe. So that's definitely on my Mm -hmm. list. And as I mentioned, kind of the open jacket, I feel like that's something that, again, looks like it um, took a long time to make but they can, you know, a really basic open jacket is comes together quite quickly. In the past, I've made my mother-in-law an apron. Oh, that's a great idea. Yeah, because she loves like baking and cooking around the holidays. The complete opposite mm-hmm. from my mom. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I've also made her like a faux fur headband type thing. Those are always kind of fancy and nice too. I made my mother-in-law a toiletry bag specifically because she asked me to. Oh, nice. And that was fun. It was, it was quilted. It had a vinyl lining. Um, I think she still likes it and still uses it. Let's see. I'm trying to remember. I've I've made my mom plenty of stuff over the years, but I don't... I mean, you know, sometimes I knitted her hats and sometimes I knitted her scarves and sometimes I... I don't know. I made her a pincushion one time. I, I don't know if I have a... Sp- kind of go-to thing for that category it's just sort of whatever i think that they'll like that that year mm-hmm. i'm sorry amanda i'm not helping you on this one no those are all good ideas and i mean yeah like how many robes does a single person need? <laughs> never you can never have too many robes it's true there's winter oh, yeah. robes there's summer robes mm-hmm. i've made a ton of sleep masks for um that was kind of one thing i made one year and i gave to everybody because they're nice put nice yeah. silk on the inside mm-hmm. and then That's a great embroidery idea. on the outside and those are always fun to make too yeah very fun all right gift ideas for kids this is purely for my own benefit <laughs> dinosaur pajamas <laughs> dinosaur pajamas i think some fun like um like a duffel Ooh, bag for yeah. you know if we get to travel mm-hmm. again anytime that would be cute you know in a custom fabric I still, I mean, I enjoy making costumey oh. stuff. So like making a little costume set that you could give. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Like some dress up stuff mm-hmm. for sure. And I mean, <laughs> my god kids uh, also like to play role playing games. So they have gotten embroidered dice bags in the past. Also, we've I've done scarves for the kids and they seem to really like them. So that's what I got. I've, I'm going back to my my basic stuff. I think the only time I gave a gift to a kid, I made like doll clothes, like a, an American oh, yeah. girl size. I can't do bar, like those just way too tiny for me. 
I can't do <laughs> making Barbie clothes. I don't know how people do it. Like the tiny slit, like it's, but American girl, like that size, I can definitely do. I've made that before. That's a good idea. Yeah. I was thinking maybe some, I haven't done a lot of stuffy sewing Ooh. in a while. And my kids really, they're not super into stuffed animals. They're just more into, I don't know, yeah. toys and cars and dinosaurs and nerf guns at this point so or like maybe some custom like some cute stuffy style pillows i think it could be pretty cute this year too because everybody has their favorite animal so you know you could customize it really easily slippers too we definitely i feel like our family has turned into kind of a, a slipper loving family so i could see making some kids slippers as well mm -hmm. that'd be cute so we're like a huge croc family and you can get fuzzy, but I want to try and make my own croc fuzzy interlining. I probably, you could probably do that, right? I think so. Yeah. Like kind of insert for your croc to make it wintry. Oh my gosh. I, that just came to my head right now. That's such a good idea. Yeah. yeah. Like with some Sherpa or something. I'm looking at a bolt of Sherpa right now and I'm looking at my crocs and I'm going to try to make a little insert. <laughs> <laughs> Must get them together. Oh my gosh. It's like a croc sock. I know. Yeah, a croc sock. Exactly. <gasps> yes. You guys, I just am getting more ideas to make stuff for myself. <laughs> but I guess that's what happens. When you go shopping for Christmas gifts, you tend to find things for oh, yourself, I right? So I feel like the same should happen when you're talking about totally. yeah, making totally. stuff. Final category, again, completely selfish, teacher gifts. Mm. Mine are pretty lame. Like I do totes i've done little kind of pot holder bags so like a like a little fabric bucket that would go around the base of a potted plant with a little jade plant inside oh, that's cute yeah yeah but it might end there but i definitely i'm now i have three sets of teachers to get gifts for is that something that you always have to give a teacher a gift you don't have to. I do think that, you know, maybe it depends on the area that you're out. I feel like here in Colorado, there's a lot of teacher love. Oh, good. So people do tend to to do things. I don't, I don't think it has to be anything super involved. I really should look into some cool in the hoop projects. Yes, yes. that would be cute. Because I, I feel like, you know, a little the USB pouch. Mm -hmm. Like a coffee, uh, like the sleeve. That would be cute. Yeah. You could even customize that with a fun little saying. Mm -hmm. I do like a, a mug sleeve. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You could do, let's see. What about a face mask? Like a teacher-based face mask because they need to wear them teaching now. That could be a mm -hmm. good one for this year. Like a nice school-themed one. Mm -hmm. That could be cute. Or you could do like the little um, Santa wrap that we had a couple of years ago on CME. Um, and tie it around a nice pillar candle or a bottle mm -hmm. of wine or something like that. I was thinking oh, wine. I think I went straight to wine. My friend's a teacher <laughs> and she goes, I, all I need is wine. <laughs> after, uh, you know, uh -huh. she also gets so much chocolate. I always go over after it's like in January and she goes, help me eat all of this chocolate <laughs> that my two students give me. <laughs> so Julie and I are always shoving our faces with it. <laughs> yeah. I had a fun idea that is like so functional it's i don't know but i i was thinking i we need some kind of we need a lingerie bag 
to wash our masks in so they don't get lost in <gasps> right. the laundry. But you could make a little bag with some mesh and like a nice little border or something. I feel like, again, wah, wah, it's so useful and utilitarian. It's not very exciting. But Those get used the most, though. I feel like everybody needs yeah. one. Everyone's wearing masks and washing their masks. And, and I'll, you know what? I'll tell you, Amanda, my mom was a sixth grade teacher um, before she retired. And there was a an influx of gifts from her students. And keep in mind, you know, we're looking at, you know, 20, 30 gifts every year. Some of them are long gone. And some of them, especially like there are certain ornaments on the tree that she's like, I really like this ornament. I didn't even like the kid, but I like the ornament. Um, I'm sorry, mom. <laughs> it happens. Um, yeah, it did. But but it's true. Like there, there's an influx of gifts and things that are things that are useful. I think she would have loved to have gotten, say, a tote bag or something like that. Something mm-hmm. that's really mm-hmm. not just not just another ornament, not just some more candy. Um, but something a little, a little unique and a little personalized. I, I think she would have appreciated that. Mom, you can, you can text me and tell me if I'm wrong and I will bring it up in a future episode. <laughs> yeah. Feel free to weigh in. Well, I think that's really, that's really it. Did we cover all the main categories? We didn't talk pets. Or do you guys do a lot of gift sewing for pets? I don't though last year my mother got her uh, kitten for her birthday which is in December and so he was pretty new at Christmas so he got a big pile of toys and Aww. a bed with his name embroidered on the side that's pretty special which he apparently has never used but my cats didn't use theirs for 16 months after I made them so I've told her to just hold on to it one of these days yeah. he'll find it and decide it's cool so not a lot of sewing for my cats, actually, but occasionally I'll do something for them. Yeah, this year I'm definitely sewing bubbly a bed because our other bunnies, like Bunny and Burry, they would sleep on the couch or the carpet. But every night we have this one blanket that's right next to Julian's side of the bed. And every night when, you know, we turn out, he runs and he sleeps beside us every night and it's just on a blanket. So I want to make him a little bed. And there's also a little shelf that, he, that we covered in fabric that so I want to make a little two-step bed for him Aww. so that would be cute i know cute William says every time he gets out of bed like uh in the middle of the night if he has to go to the bathroom or get water he just feels a little like nudge on his ankle he gets headbutt every time he gets out of bed and he just he's like oh it's Aww. so cute <laughs> just, that's a, every, that's so everybody cute. just acts differently it's just funny but i think i'm gonna sew him a bed this year now because i don't i have way less gifts to sew for people so i'll focus on him <laughs> i'm sure he'll appreciate that can I tell a random little story? Of course. So the other night we had a power outage in the middle of the night. Oh, no. And it woke us up mostly because um, we have a fan that runs and it turned off. And my husband has a um, CPAP machine that turned off. And so we both kind of woke up and then we were trying to go to sleep, but it was so quiet. You know, you're used to having a little bit of quiet. And also we've got this huge street lamp in front of our house and that just kind of shines right through the front window and then right into our bedroom. So oh. we always have some ambient light in the bedroom, but it was off because the power was out. And my cat came and snuggled up against my back and purred really loudly. And I'm pretty sure that she thought I was probably afraid of the dark and was trying to make me feel oh, better. That's so sweet. <laughs> that's so sweet. Yeah. Oh, I better go comfort <laughs> Cute. Okay, I guess I do feel a little bit more uh-huh. inspired to maybe make some handmade gifts. How about you? 
Maybe. We'll see. Kate, I think you have an excuse. You can bow out gracefully. Don't you usually make soap, right? You know, I did make soap for many years, and I've kind of fallen off of that right now for various reasons, some of which are because my major soaping space is currently covered by a giant embroidery machine. So I have not made any soap this year. So if you're out there and you're one of my family members and you were hoping to get soap this year, I am very sorry to tell you, you will not be getting soap. (laughs) It happens. Life happens. Maybe next year. Well, thanks so much for sharing your ideas, you guys. Let's take a quick break and we'll be back with our next segment. Thank you to Husqvarna Viking for sponsoring this episode. I'm the type of sewist who loves hearing about the latest innovations in sewing machines. Husqvarna Viking has been innovating since 1872. I don't know if you knew this, but they created the world's first writing sewing machine, the 6690, which was able to sew letters. It was a pretty big deal at the time. But more recently, they led the industry with the first smart sewing machine, the Designer Epic, with a tablet-like screen, built-in animated and illustrated step-by-step instructions, and Wi-Fi connectivity. At the end of this episode, we talk with Sonny Grint from Husqvarna Viking about one of their beautiful new machines, and Sonny tells us about some of the innovative features and tools that the machine offers, like integrated dual feed and built-in construction tutorials. The designer line is really their crowning achievement, with updatable sewing and embroidery capabilities, extended sewing surfaces, and large embroidery areas. It enables sewists to create their dream projects, whatever the scale. It's a great conversation, so stick around for our Meet the Machine segment. Thanks, Husqvarna Viking. Keeping the world sewing. Giving gifts to the ones you love is one of the best parts of the holidays. But let's be honest, getting gifts is pretty awesome, too. I know we all have a range of interests and things unrelated to sewing that we'd like to receive, but here on Sew and Tell, let's talk about the sewing-related things that we think would be cool to get this year and that we think are good gifts for sewists in general. For our listeners, feel free to queue up this section and make your family and friends listen to it if you want to give them some hints. (laughs) So let's start easy. What about small tools? What do you like to find like in your stocking? I don't know. I feel like I've been pining for a fancy seam ripper for a while Um, because there are some, you know, with like either um, a wooden handle that's been hand turned Mm. or even glass or clay as the base. So something a little bit bigger. Yeah, I just feel like I've seen those around for a little while Mm -hmm. and spend a lot of time with your seam Mm -hmm. ripper. I have a lot of little scissors, but I also love little scissors. Right. So I feel like that would be a really fun. That'd be plus I didn't, you know, I I like fancy scissors, but I don't I don't necessarily think to buy them for myself. Mm-hmm. So I feel like that's where someone could really could come in and make a selection for me and I'd be super mm-hmm. happy about it. <laughs> I have been wanting a scissors necklace. Because I, oh yeah, I never know where I put them. To I'm always like running around. I have so many little. Oh, I always need one, like around my neck. So I always like something like that would be kind of cool. Little scissor holder. Yeah. <laughs> I agree with the seam ripper thing. You know, they do get dull, 
as you use them. And so, yeah, um, and they're pretty hard to sharpen because they're sort of a weird shape and a weird location. So, oh yeah. Mm-hmm. And when it comes down to it, in a lot of cases, just a new one is is probably better than trying to sharpen them or or revamp them. I also agree on small scissors. I love clips. I have lots of them. I lose them easily. So that's always a nice thing to have another one of that you can just kind of grab friction pens. I have so many friction pens and I have very, very rarely run out of ink in any of them. But, you know, it's nice to be able to always reach to the side and have a friction pen that you can just iron out and pins. Yes, I was going to say pins. Yeah, me too. Not fun to buy for yourself. Right. Well, and like exactly. sea rippers, they, they get dull over time. And oh, yeah. so, you know, you, it's always a nice thing to have some new pins. And especially if you are giving a gift, you can kind of invest in the ones with the cute little tops and the like the little extra yeah. special elements to them. And then it, because, you know, it's like, okay, I'm just going to buy some flathead pins or somebody gives me a you know, set of pins with little chicks on top or I don't know. I am sitting here in my sewing room recording today and I thought about pattern weights. <gasps> yes. yes. There are so many custom pattern weight options out there. You know, just one look at Etsy and there's a bazillion options aside from the kind of standard ones that you can buy at the store. I feel like that's a great gift. Those are it's super useful and anything that kind of makes your sewing space feel more like it represents you. Well, and that's one oh. of those things where you can't have, I mean, you can have too many of them. I'm sure there's a world in which there are too many pattern weights, mm-hmm. but I, I mean, I don't know about you, but I like to put them like, I, I space them like five inches apart if I can. And so, you know, have lots of pattern weights and, and they'll all get used and they'll all get loved. That is a great idea, Amanda. And I'm totally putting that on my Christmas list this year. Yes. Now, see, now I'm scanning my, cause I'm also in my sewing room. I'm scanning to see if I have <laughs> anything else that's like really jumping out at me. I mean, a lot of the basic tools, it's always good to have a backup measuring tape or mm-hmm. whatever. There's a lot of fancy tweezers out Ooh, there too yeah. that are specific to sewing. And I feel like that's one thing that's like, whenever anybody has a splinter in my house, they come to the sewing room to get my tweezers. Uh And I'm like, so not okay with that. So some like, dedicated, like easily distinguishable mom sewing Mm -hmm. tweezers. I think would be a good one. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. And, you know, pin cushions. There are so many cute options Mm -hmm. for pin cushions out there. And they're small and they're easy. And, you know, it's funny. I didn't used to use pin cushions. I used to just keep my pins in a little bucket. And I just pull them out and and toss them back in and it was fine. And then one day I got into pin cushions and now I just can't stop. Oh, yeah. I could not live without my magnetic pin cushion. Yeah, I use the magnetic I all I'm so clumsy. I'm always, you know, knocking it over. Then the pickup is so easy. I just like skim it over the floor. Oh, yeah. I don't usually use a magnetic pin cushion, but I've got a magnetic wand for that same purpose for picking them up oh, if they yeah, get spilled. Yeah, yeah. Speaking of those, I've also seen a lot of folks making ceramic oh. pin cushion, and then there's a magnet underneath, so it becomes like a nice. magnetic pin bowl. And I feel like I've seen some really nice looking ones. You know, if you, I think it would be nice, like bring in some more handmade elements into your workspace and obviously support those artists as well. So, okay, I'm going to have a moment because one of the things that I've seen is somebody get an old teacup 
and basically fill the cup with with stuffing and then put fabric over the top of it and make that into a pin cushion. Mm -hmm. And that's super adorable. And just everybody file that away in the previous section where we were talking about homemade gifts that you can make for your sewist friends yeah. for sure. Oh my gosh, that is such a cute idea. Oh, I know, I love that. super cute. And you can go to the thrift store and get something that you know doesn't yeah. have like huge sentimental value to you because my mom's got a big collection of teacups. I'd never glue something to because they have meaning. I love teacup. That's such a cute idea. I'm like, I want to make one for myself. I'm just thinking of things I want to make for myself. That's okay. Because no one who gives me gifts knows how to sew. They all just know I like it. So they never even like think to get, they're like, oh, I'm probably going to get her the wrong type of, you know. So I never get actual sewing gifts. It's more like sewing themed things, right. you know, like mm-hmm. like scissor jewelry or like a thimble mm-hmm. necklace. or And I, I like stuff like that. Cool. We'll get to that. But before we get there, let's talk about like kind of the larger tools. I'm thinking like irons Uh, and stuff. Is there something like that that's appropriate to give the sewist in your life or to receive? I mean, I have definitely received my favorite gravity feed iron came from a very specific request along with some of my sewing tools. Let's say went on Amazon, put them on my Amazon list so they knew exactly what to get me, (laughs) uh, which is a good way to do it if you uh, have non-sewer friends who want to get you sewing stuff. But what else? I think I've probably mentioned this on the podcast before, but I have asked for a new iron for like 50 birthdays (laughs) and Christmases. And I think that it just feels weird. Like I mostly asked my husband probably Mm -hmm. to get that for me. And I think he feels weird about buying me an iron. Like it just is like, here's something so you can iron my shirts later. Right. I totally do not do that. I'm at the store being like, who is this for? I'm getting this for my wife for Greece. Exactly. (laughs) I know. I totally know what you mean. (laughs) Well, and yeah. And I mean, that's, that's one of those funny stereotypes, you know, I got you a cleaning appliance or a, or an appliance that you can use for your, Yeah. yeah. Vacuum. I didn't just buy something for the household. It's your Christmas present. Exactly. On the other hand, I have very rarely been as excited as when I got my iron. Totally. And also was yeah. very excited by my dustbuster that I asked for last year. And there, mm-hmm. you know, I think that's the difference. Um, and maybe Amanda, you should just mention this conversation that we're having right now to your husband. There's a difference between I'm giving you an appliance and I asked you for an appliance. Those two things are completely different. He totally gets it. I think he's he just he always has his own ideas about that's what fair. he's going to get me. So iron never happens, and I really that's that would be on my list this year. And again with the scissors thing, even like shears, dressmakers, shears, anything like that. I don't have very fancy tools, and I feel like there are some really beautiful scissors oh, yes. out there to be had for sewists. And yeah, they are expensive. And they're perfectly balanced works of art. And I feel like that is something where I could see, I don't know, it's, it'd be hard to mess it up too much, I think. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'd probably be overly specific about what size I wanted, but I feel like that's a nice gift to give someone. It also lasts a long time. I have scissors from my grandma, from uh, my mother-in-law. Mm-hmm. They last a while. They're kind of a nice thing to pass down and they can be really special. Again, kind of utilitarian, but I like fancy scissors, apparently. Yeah, yeah I have a pair of uh, <laughs> my grandmother's pinking shoes, and they're display, but they're just so beautiful. They're bi- like, so beautiful. Yeah, so beautiful. Oh, definitely. Um, scissors are such... I, I don't even have anything to add. I'm just 
agreeing with you guys. <laughs> S- scissors are yes, scissors. I mean, and I mean they seem they seem sort of like oh they're just scissors, and they also seem like you want scissors, and then also you're like oh you yeah. want me to pay what for scissors? And it's like yeah, it's true. <laughs> no, you don't understand. These are really good sewing scissors. Never touch them again after you hand them to me. Oh, I know. This will be the only time you touch them. This <laughs> you Never. If you think, oh, I need to cut this box, do not come for these scissors. Right? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Scissors, irons. I think garment steamers are a super great thing to have oh, around the house. Yes, yes, yes. Um, again, that's, that's a little bit like something that you're going to maybe ask for if it's something you want. Yeah. But I hate ironing, but I don't mind steaming. I like, ste- yeah, I have a steamer and it's, a game changer i love it absolutely Ooh, i thought of another Mm -hmm. one but it would be like a really big gift not a sewing machine you could go that route we could talk about that but i have wanted a dress form for a really long time (gasps) me too i want one so bad then there's all different levels you know you can buy the standard ones you can get a custom one made to your measurements Mm -hmm. so i feel like there's a a lot of ways you could go about that, but that is definitely a big gift that I just can't seem to prioritize for myself that I feel like I could put it on the list. Yeah, for sure. Ooh, a dress form. Oh my gosh, I've wanted one for so long. Oh, I'm literally looking around and I was like, I could put it there. I could put exactly. It, like- it looks so good in here. <laughs> um, I know because how many times I've been, you know, when you try and fit something, it's always just goes on the button. But if I had like something else to work on, like for pinning straps, like in just yeah, it could just be a game changer for sure. Or see something oh, yeah. from the back. Oh like- my gosh, yes! I feel, I'm always trying to take like pictures from the back and try. Yeah, I mean, even That's just for placing embroidery designs. Like when you have your getting your templates and putting them exactly where you want them to sit on the body. <sighs> I've never I've never gotten a serger or a sewing machine for Christmas. But I do know people who get those oh, yeah. for Christmas. I don't know the logistics if they pick them out mm-hmm. and then someone else buys it for them, if they're buying them for themselves. Either way, mm-hmm. terrific. But I feel like I don't know if you knew exactly what you wanted or you knew kind of the range that you wanted. I could see that. I mean, that's kind of like ultimately super lovely yes. for someone to like want to help you upgrade to mm-hmm. something that is going to expand your creativity and you're going to use it. You're going to spend a lot of quality time with it. I think that would be amazing. I'd be up for it. I did get a surgery for my birthday and it was- did you? delightful. I had actually said, I've been thinking about asking for a serger for my birthday, but I don't think I really need a serger. And then I got a serger for my birthday, which was not what I intended, but it worked really well. Worked for you? It worked for me. And that was, oh man, I've had a relationship with that serger longer than I've had a relationship with my husband and uh, it's still going strong. (laughs) Yeah. It was really exciting. I also, uh, for my birthday last year, I think, I got the uh, DIY style cutting system. Are you familiar with this one? It's a cutting board on one side and it's a cork board on the other side. And there's a magnetic sheet in the middle. And then it comes with these super strong magnets so that you can use these magnets instead of pattern weights when you're cutting stuff out. And if you want a pattern on the cork board side, you can use those as well instead of pins. And it is really cool. And I really love it. That was a nice present. Again, that was something I asked for specifically. You made me think about like a cutting machine. I haven't done a whole lot of projects with cutting machines, but I have friends who do and who don't sew. It's more of like a general craft Mm -hmm. thing. But 
They make amazing things, decals for custom shirts. Oh, and yeah. All, I mean, definitely tons of gifting opportunity and holiday crafting opportunity with a cutting oh, machine, for sure. I think. I just haven't taken the plunge yet. <laughs> I know. Yeah, it would be fun, too. That just, yeah. Yeah, I just keep thinking about the beautiful uh, cricket machine we have at the office that it's like, I can't, I can't ask for a cutting machine when I have access to that beautiful high-end machine, even it's if true. I don't go into the office more than once a month anymore. Also don't know what box it's in right now. Probably buried. Can it cut, fa- like, so it can, how many layers of fabric can it cut at once? Just, just one or? I don't know. It will cut thicker things like some, like, cork it'll cut cork and and vinyl Mm -hmm. um so it's definitely capable of cutting through multiple layers but what you have to do is you have to stick the fabric to a kind of slightly sticky backing that holds the fabric in place while it cuts and so i don't know if you stacked multiple pieces on there i mean maybe if you use some temporary spray adhesive or something to hold everything in place um it could probably do a couple layers but i don't think it's really designed to i mean i think that's like the perfect thing for somebody who does a lot of batch selling It would be for more smaller scale projects, I think. But that's, I mean, it's the perfect thing. Like I know a lot of people who do that and make items to sell at craft shows. Oh, really? When those kinds of things are, you know, happening. But yeah, there's so many uses. I forget. I feel like I've got enough to play with, but (laughs) that would definitely be fun. All right. Let's move on to the great fabric debate. What do you guys think about fabric as gifts? Just yardage. I'm pro fabric as gift, but I think it it depends on how well the person knows Mm -hmm. you. Like my husband got me some fabric for my birthday and he did an excellent job. It was this black fabric with white stripes. It was that Mariner's cloth. It's kind of textural. It's perfect. It was something I totally would have picked out for myself. And I would definitely trust him too if he wanted to like get something on the fancier side, say from Pendleton, something Mm -hmm. like that, that was really a special thing that was well beyond something. It was just a wearable everyday kind of thing. I think the special fabrics are an option. But that being said, I think sewing has made me even more picky than I would have been normally just as a person. So I am pretty picky. So I feel like maybe he's the only person who I would trust to buy me fabric. But I'm always open to fabric. (laughs) (laughs) I'm definitely, I'm very pro gift card for fabric. That's probably the safest bet if if you don't really know much about what the sewist you're buying for is into or wants or needs or Mm -hmm. anything like that. Because, I mean, there is nothing better than a gift card, a fabric gift card, especially. It's like, you know, your rainy day fund, your your impulse purchase, like, oh, I need to make some new leopard print tracksuit. So I'm going to go get some leopard print today. (laughs) That actually might need to happen. That sounds intriguing. I would agree mostly. I think that if you're a sewer yourself and you have a fairly good idea of A, somebody's type of fabric that they like to use and B, like what kind of yardage would be appropriate for something. I mean, Mm -hmm. I had somebody once, an old friend of mine, apparently just saw some cherry print flannel back satin once and she was like oh Kate needs this and she bought me some number of yards I haven't actually ever done anything with it I need to dig it out of my box in the garage and that that was awesome but again it was sort of like flannel back satin she was like you can make a dress out of it and I'm like it's flannel backed but she just saw the cherries and went for it I mean I think that's cute if you have your Mm -hmm. own if you have your thing like I would probably buy Meg some lime green fabric 
you feel pretty good about yeah. it. Yeah, absolutely. And I and I think that there are there are situations in which it's appropriate to just be like, okay, I can look at that fabric and absolutely know that X person would love it and would use it, mm-hmm. and that's great. And then I think most of the time, gift cards are really awesome. I agree with Amanda. Very certain situations. I've never gotten fabric before because, like, no, it's just I don't know. People just figure that you know. I just. I don't really get sewing gifts. Yeah, mm-hmm. don't fabric or anything. I mean, I do enough buying for myself. I don't. Yeah. Because <laughs> my my gift pool, like, it's actually quite mm-hmm. small, like, every year. Yeah. So it's just, Would you I trust, don't... like, Julian to pick up fabric for you? Um, if he saw something, do you think he would be able to look at something and say, oh, this is an appropriate thing to buy? He gets caught up. When I go to the fabric store with him, he comes back for something that he likes for me to make for him. Like that's what Yeah. <laughs> but I would definitely trust people because they would know anything right. lime green, I'm gonna like. Yeah. It's like I'm a, actually people say that I'm the easiest person to buy for. It's just lime green or there's like a bunny on it. <laughs> if it's like beer, you know, I love all that stuff. So <laughs> I could definitely trust Julian and anyone with a fabric. Because I like a challenge too. Even if I don't like it, I'll be like Oh, how can I make this work for me? You know? <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> I like a challenge too. That's a, good, that's a good point. Yeah. All right. Sounds like we're generally in agreement. Certain situations, sure, but give me a gift card. Oh yeah, gift card's yeah. definitely the way to go. So as Meg mentioned earlier, not every sewing related gift is actually something you use while sewing. For example, a mug we featured in the Sew News staff picks that I really need to acquire at some point that says life is short, buy the fabric, but I'm not allowed to because I'm not allowed to buy any more mugs. So what are some cool things <laughs> that are sewing related, <sighs> but not actually sewing tools that you would think would be a nice thing? to get for somebody who's a sewist. I think definitely jewelry. jewelry. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. My mother-in-law got me a bracelet that was like a measuring tape, but it had like, Mm -hmm. it's like in, in like this like cool, like plastic bracelet. I always say like, those are fun. I always get gifts like that. And I love them, you know, sewing necklaces and little earrings. I I think those are my favorite. Yeah. I need some more. I don't actually have, I would categorize this as like, sewing swag. Yeah, like, exactly. I don't have I don't have very much of that. Oh no. And I have like one sewing t-shirt and whenever I wear it out, people ask me about sewing and like it's always a way to connect with people and I have vowed to get some more sewing t-shirts. Oh yeah. And like bumper mm-hmm. stickers and so definitely t-shirts, tote bags, mm-hmm. those kinds of things I think are a pretty safe bet. Mhm. Yeah, for sure. I have the cutest t-shirt that's death sewing at a sewing machine. And I love it. I wear it around Halloween. (laughs) Uh (laughs) Nice. Yes, Tea Turtle has some great sewing and craft themed shirts, if anyone's interested. Yeah. And they're adorable. Uh, I'll put that link in the show notes. Yeah, it's too bad Julian doesn't work at that. He used to work at a t-shirt printing shop. So I had, I get to design my own custom ones. I still wear them, but I designed one. I even did the graphics for it and it said, Sew, wine, sleep, repeat. <laughs> it was really cute. And I had like a little sewing machine. Yeah. Yeah. Was... I love stuff with the cute little, the, the cute little uh, sayings on them. Oh, I know. Mm-hmm. I love the ones that are like, I sew, but like, no, I won't hem your pants. <laughs> yeah, the ones that are kind of sassy. I know. Saucy. I'm definitely feeling the sassy ones right I now. I love the yeah. sassy ones. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so for sure. Yeah. Like t-shirts, again, mugs. Except I'm not allowed to have any mugs. I've got some sewing band-aids that my mother-in-law got me. (gasps) 
Oh, that's, that's so funny. I don't think I've ever used them because I'm like, they're so special. I need to save them for what? I don't know. My most special wounds. I think even like sewing journals and mm-hmm. stuff like that too are really that's fun. That's a good idea. To- um, like pencils mm-hmm. and stuff yeah. for someone who, you know, getting started with sketching. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's probably some good books out there um, pertaining yeah. to that and maybe books in general. Books in too, I was I just like, thinking yeah, that. There's some yeah. really cool books. A lot of sewing books come with patterns actually included in them. Those are really useful. I'm not trying to like plug or anything, but like a, a magazine subscription is a great because mm-hmm. it's like truly the gift that keeps on giving. I have given my mother-in-law is a knitter and I give her a subscription pretty much every year to knitting magazines. And I think that's a fabulous oh, yeah. gift. Yeah. And I like to receive that too. You know, I, my mom used to get me magazine subscriptions when I was younger to like 17 magazine, like, right. like I love, cause it's like every month you just get that thing in the, I think it just makes sense. Yeah, no, I totally agree with that. Yeah. And for anyone with an embroidery machine, creative machine embroidery is a great gift too. I like sewing baskets. I don't know. That might have actually gone in the tools, but I like to have places where I can stash my stuff. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Like organizers. Yes, and a chair. I really need a new chair because right now I am sewing and also podcasting in a metal folding chair, which is highly uncomfortable. And I really Mm -hmm. need to get a better chair down here that I can use for my sewing and podcasting. (laughs) I'm currently sitting on one of my cat's uh, cushions to kind of help with that, but it's only does so much good. Yeah. I'm such a good wife. I had such an amazing sewing chair. It had wheels and it was like all comforty. And then Julian, um, he got a desk, like he's working more at a desk at his job now. And he's like, I don't like the chair that they, can I have your, that chair? So I let him take it to work. So I was like, I bet you, even though we probably sit at his desk and my sewing machine the same, but it's okay. Well, you are a good wife. Wow. I know. Mm-hmm. He did get that chair for me, but he, got it for you. <laughs> so he was, he was taking it back. No, I know. I know. But I think not having wheels on because my it's yeah. like a T with my sewing machine and surge like wheeling back and forth is so much fun. Like you do a little yes. spin, you go to the surge. Like a wheelie chair is amazing. I need to get one yes. too. Um, you just figure out what kind of chair that was that Julian got for you and slip it in the show notes so I can put it on my Christmas list. Yeah, it's apparently it was he said that the person that designed the chair also designed the Golden Gate Bridge. Oh, cool. Interesting. I know. It was it was so comfy. Now I'm just sitting here just thinking of him sitting at work right now in that chair. <laughs> well, <laughs> the chair, I, yeah. Well, I'm sitting in a folding chair, so. Uh, yeah, that's, that's I am sitting on, I have a little, I do have a little lime green couch in my studio that I sit on, but yeah, anyways. Well, what else? Chairs. I never, I never thought that our conversation would lead to chairs today. But you never know. There are so many little elements of things that go into your sewing world. So yeah, I mean, sewing chairs. And thread racks. I just bought a thread rack and it's a game changer for sure, especially for embroidery threads. Oh yeah. I've got one I need to have my husband hang up because I have more serger thread than I have room on my serger thread rack. And so I need to get more room. Mm. (laughs) All right. What else? Honestly, you know what? could be a good gift too for yourself and it's like plants mm-hmm. for your sewing. I have just have some flower like some fresh flowers in my sewing room and I just actually I'm look I do need to water them. <laughs> They're looking a little dead, but 
<laughs> just things like plants and stuff. I always think that's a great, well, even for just anyone, but especially for the sewing machine, it kind of brings, you know, you know, sewing is such an introverted inside yeah. activity that bringing some life into could be a really good idea. One of the things I'm actually going to ask for this year is a Bluetooth speaker that I can hook my phone up to because what I have down here is my oh, yeah. stereo that I got when I was 13 and I can play tapes on it is how old it is. And so I would like to be able to stream some stuff off my phone. So yeah, a nice speaker that will do that for me is is on my list and I think would be a nice thing for anybody who has a separate sewing space. Ooh, lighting. <gasps> yes. That would be a good one. Like I'm in a basement room in my sewing room and it definitely is dark and the lighting is not great. And my serger is kind of an older model. It doesn't have a light on it, <gasps> but no. there are those new um, light uh -huh. strips that you can buy that you, and then you just stick them to the machine and I think they plug in. So I need to figure out my plug situation and probably get a little extension cord set up, but I need to do that. That's something I don't think about very often until it like gets really bad and I'm trying to seam rip black thread out of black fabric. And I'm like, oh, yeah, the lighting here down here is not great. Oh, yeah. Lots of ways to upgrade. I've actually seen a couple of stories recently where people are, they're getting something called like a garage light and it screws in like a normal light bulb, but it has several panels so that it really disperses the light rather than from one source. It's from multiple sources. And it looks amazing because there's a lot of people who sew in mm -hmm. their basement extra rooms, you know? That is true. Lighting. It's really key. As we mentioned, I just replaced my lighting in here and it's delightful and so wonderful. So Yeah. Oh, I just have one quick little story that just, it's super quick and it's funny because it, when we were talking about Amanda's husband going to buy the iron and being like, here you go, baby. No, but this was something that probably Julian was like too embarrassed to go buy for himself. He told me one year for his birthday, he wanted a squatty potty. And so I had to go get it. And in Toronto, I have no car. And so I walked it. It's this huge plastic. And of course, they don't have a bag that's big enough for it. So I have to walk. And you just carried it down the street. And it had the huge <laughs> sticker across. And, I, and so I was like, thanks, Julian. Like, there you go, Julian. That is hilarious. And I had to walk home with it under my arm. And this is for you. And so half of the present was <laughs> yeah. actually me going and getting How it. How works. <laughs> I just had just popped into my mind. Oh, Julian. Oh, Julian. Well, if nobody else has any other fantastic ideas of what you can get a sewist for Christmas or Hanukkah or whatever, we will mm -hmm. move on to our next segment. But if you do have any great ideas, listeners, please let us know. Yeah. Send them along. I feel like we came up with a pretty hefty list. Like, that yeah. was great. Yeah, we got a mm. nice list going. For sure. All right. So uh, <laughs> back to us. <laughs> this has all been about us. I know. Amanda's so right. When you go holiday shopping, I like you buy stuff for yourself. Like Totally. Yeah, because sometimes like you just never trying to find time to shop for yourself. You always go and shop for others. You're like, oh, wait, like, look at this. I can pick up this little thing while I'm getting this big exactly. thing. Exactly. So let's talk about our sojo then. It's what's giving us our sewing mojo. Maybe we went fabric shopping for someone else and then we got something for ourselves. <laughs> <laughs> so what what do we what do we feel in sewing like this this week? I am not actually sure. I've been thinking lately. Okay, so the weather right now is quite warm and I'm actually wearing a tank top right now, but under a sweatshirt, so 
I don't suppose it counts, but it's going to get cold pretty quick. And I've been thinking that I might need to look into making a long sleeve t-shirt. Well, that's like a good Elaine idea. Like Elaine Raglan. I really like that one. And I've got this skirt that I can't wear because the fabric is, it's a knit fabric, but it has like no recovery. So if I try to wear it, the waistband just keeps getting larger and larger until it's falling off. Ooh. But it's a pretty big skirt. It's a maxi skirt. So I'm thinking I might be able to get a couple sleeves or something out of that. And of course I won't mind on the sleeves because they'll just be nice and baggy and comfortable. So yeah, I'm kind of looking into maybe making a raglan shirt or something. It's kind of how I'm feeling right now. And also maybe some autumn themed masks for november because nerd mm -hmm. that's a good Total idea nerd. <laughs> can't wear my spooky one anymore mm -hmm. so how about you amanda well i am still kind of all over the place that's been the one like consistent thing here lately it is nice right now but i know it's gonna get cold soon and i'm still in need of some more um kind of cool weather athleisure mm -hmm type stuff. So I got some really chocolatey brown velour from my favorite oh! thrifted fabric store. Yes. And Meg, you and I had talked about tracksuits. Oh, yeah. But I think I'm going to make some pants because I was really excited. Actually, we talked about pants last week. We got a comment from someone who liked the Hudson pants by True Bias. And Kelly from True Bias just released a blog tutorial about how to make those high rise. And so I think I might try that with this velour. It's going to be awesome or hideous, but either way, I'll be super comfy. It'll be hideously awesome. I think you're probably right. So I think that's what I'm doing next. That's my sojo. Well, mine's quite similar because I also ordered some on match point fabric and it's like green and like vel it's like has a metallic stripe. It's velour striped fabric and lime green and all different kinds of green. And I was upset. I bought like five yards of it. That's <laughs> I'm awesome. I'm like the only one who's like going to get that. And it was, I messaged the owner, Michelle. She's like, I actually goes, I thought of you when I saw this fabric. <laughs> I saw that fabric too and I totally thought of you Meg I was like oh yeah Meg's gonna be all over that oh so I'm gonna make like I was either gonna make like like a boiler suit or I think I'm gonna make matching separate I'm gonna make like a track suit like a hoodie mm -hmm. and pants that are like in velour so I'm very excited because they're I never thought that they would be they would come back but 2020 here we are mm -hmm. yeah fancy you never know what's suit. gonna happen mm -hmm. That sounds like something that needs to be embroidered, is all I'm saying. Oh, would it be too busy with the stripes, though? Depends on what you embroidered on it. It doesn't need to be huge. I'll think on it. Maybe I will. You remember the trend where things would be embroidered, like, right across the butt, like a saying or something? Like, yeah. what was it? Juicy? That, those uh, juicy yeah. tracks? Maybe I should. Yes. Oh, I should. Oh, my gosh. What should I embroider on the butt? Okay, that's what I'll think of. <laughs> Salty. <laughs> that's what I want. Oh, oh my gosh, this is funny. Okay, that'll be fun to think of. So that's that's my sojo. <laughs> there you go. So now let's hop on to So and Tell. And so last week we asked you, because it was all about pants, what's your favorite pants pattern? And we had some lots of great responses on Instagram. Definitely found some new patterns out that way for sure. Yeah. First up, we heard from Don Z Sos, who said, I love the Sabrina Slims by Love Notions. They fit great on my first try. I'm actually afraid to try any others. Um, yes. 
that's totally me. And I've been really curious about the Sabrina slums. I think it's it's not a new pattern. It's been out there for a while. I believe it's a stretch Ooh. pant pattern, but it looks really chic and classy. So I remember early on in my pants making, that was on my list, but yeah. I might have to I can totally around. relate to not wanting to steer away if you just know something. Right. Totally. That's my. That's totally my problem with pants. I know. Get your favorites. (laughs) We had Lisi Creates, and she said, I spend a lot of time drafting a pants sloper. So that it's pretty much all I use for pants now. It takes lots of time, but was worth it for me. Now I draft patterns based on the sloper or use the sloper to make adjustments to purchase patterns so I can get non-stretch pants to fit right with just minor adjustments rather than the three or four major ones I would have had to just make the initial muslin otherwise. So that's a great idea too. Just have your own custom pants. Yes. Someday. Someday I'm going to succeed. I'm tempted. I need to update mine. (laughs) That sounds pretty dreamy. All right. We also heard from MM Skinner 3 who said, well, no fave pants pattern as of yet, but hearing from your guest, that was Ray Cumbie, regarding fitting, I plan to give pants a try. Next challenge is which pattern as I do not like high-waisted pants and seems like I am like Kate and dislike things around my waist. Um, solidarity. <laughs> I just, I can't relate. Yeah, I know you can. <laughs> and I can't relate to you liking things around your waist. Oh, Me and yes, MM Skinner 3, we get it. So now we want to know, you can add to our abundance of gift ideas, but we want to know what's on your sewing wish list. Yes, more ideas. Oh, this is going to be bad. And again, just if you got a sewing machine this year, you're new to sewing, you've never sewn gifts before, just try and make one this year. Like it's really, and I think we talked about this in our last year's episode, this, you know, stigma of giving and getting handmade gifts, you know, they're kind of like a cop and that cop out or whatever. And that's like totally not that we need to get rid with that. Handmade gifts are the best and they're with love and, you know, and I just, they're great. I agree. And that stuff means so much more this year. I think having something that's personally made from someone to give to someone else, like, yeah, if you have the time and the energy and maybe, you know, maybe it'll make you feel good to make something mm-hmm. and give something this year. I always am surprised by how good it feels to give I agree. And even if it's you're just making something for yourself, like a new, you're making your holiday pajamas, <laughs> you know, or make yourself slippers to wear, just something, you know. Or do what I did and make a fleece caftan. <gasps> oh, yes. I yeah, you should. everyone so should good. probably I need to get a picture. All right, everyone. Thanks for talking about gifts with me today. I love talking about stuff like this. It's so it's so interesting. It's so inspiring. Mm-hmm. That, was that was fun. Happy stitching. Yeah, until next time. Happy stitching, everyone. Bye. Welcome to Meet the Machine. Today we are chatting with Sonny Grant, Director of Education for SVP. Sonny, welcome to the show. Hi, everybody. Thanks for having me. Awesome. Well, um, first off, we have to ask, what is on your sewing table? You know, I was thinking about that, and I think I'm just very much like uh, most other sewists in that You know, I've got my scissors, my latest project, all that sort of thing is kind of there. I do have way too much thread on my sewing table right now because (laughs) I've been playing around with that. um, But I, I, I think that that's really it. And plus, I do have to say I have my little, uh, 
stuffed animal cat that sits there and watches me sew every day. So I do like uh, like that little guy. Awesome, Aww. awesome. It's good to good to have a a helper in the sewing studio. I think for sure. Yes, I agree. Well, this time of year is usually when we kind of um, on the on the magazine side we pack up and we head to quilt market, quilt festival um, for that fabulous industry show. And we get to play with machines in person. Um, And that is not happening this year, obviously. Things are looking a bit different. But we will talk about them and ooh and ah about them from afar. Um, So with that, today we're going to actually jump in and talk about the Husqvarna Epic 95Q, which is an amazing looking machine. Um, Oh, it's so pretty. It's so pretty. Let's let's kind of start with maybe, um, Sonny, what are your three favorite features about this machine? Well, I can say just like you both said, uh, I think she is just a beautiful machine. <laughs> because, She's so pretty. <laughs> you know, there are some really fabulous features, but if I had to cut it down to three, I mean, the, the first one, of course, is always going to be the IDF for anyone who actually works with um, dual feed feed or walking feed. This is built into the Epic 95Q. And oh my gosh, it's just so fabulous for for me, like doing plaids and even, you know, quilting or doing anything like that. Oh, it's just a fabulous, really fabulous thing. Oh, I bet it's good for knits too. Yeah, it I was is. thinking about that. Yeah, it really is because it just helps the fabric feed uh, wonderfully. It, it's it's a great thing. And um the other, well, I, I think I have two left, but the other, uh, one of the other ones is mm-hmm. um, there is, I, I won't tell the, the whole story, but I, when I was young, I was told that I would never learn to sew because I couldn't sew straight. <laughs> and so uh, my teachers were like, you got to learn to sew straight. Well, one of the things on this new Epic 95Q is a laser sewing guidance. And oh my gosh, now I can sew straight. <laughs> That is so cool. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. The pictures, it just, it just projects a line right down where you need to sew and you just follow the line. It's so good. Yeah. And the other neat thing is that you can adjust it left and right, which is what I really like because sometimes when I'm top stitching, I'll adjust it to a certain side and then I just let that follow like the edge of a curve or the edge of a placket or something like that. And so it is just wonderful. Very cool. That is super cool. And then for my third one, actually, uh, this is something that, you know, some of us and some of your uh, listeners I know have been sewists for quite some time, but there are sometimes you forget about things. And with this particular, the Epic 95Q, it has basically a built-in teacher right in the screen on the machine. And so it's called the Joy of Sewing Advisor. And not only does it help me pick the proper stitch, but it has little videos that teach me and remind me how to do stuff. And it's like, wow, that's great. So uh, that's one. Again, those are kind of my my three favorites. And ladies, if you don't mind, I'm going to throw in the lighting because that's just so huge for me, too. So the lighting is just fabulous. Yeah, that's that's so key. I think that we have a lot of listeners and I myself so in 
the basement and oh, the yeah. lighting is not always the best. So I've over the years, I've realized how important that is. Oh, yeah, yeah. absolutely. And I want to say about the uh, construction tutorials, um, I have had the opportunity to work with the designer Epic, which is a sewing and embroidery yeah. machine. And I just I love that feature. Um, that will remind me how to do things if I'm not feeling real secure about my memory. And also it has the built-in instruction manual as well. So if you can't remember how to thread a double needle, you can just poke around on the machine and it will tell you, it will give it to you step by step. You don't have to remember where your manual is. You don't have to go to the computer for one that you've saved. It's right there in your machine. I just, I love that feature. It's so cool. Yeah, my my thing is all about uh, invisible zippers. I always forget which side to put the yep. zipper on mm-hmm. to begin with, and it tells me that. And I just go to my, I just go to my Epic, and I just you know let it tell me how to how to do it, and it's so great. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I also. Um, I don't know ex- what the exact specs are, but it seems like the workspace is really big on this machine. Was that is that an upgrade or does it just d- does it just look super large? It kind of feels like it, doesn't it? Yeah, it yeah. is. From some of our, um, I would say, m- more beginning of our um, embroidery machines. So a little bit, a few years back, this has been a a huge upgrade as far as the size. I believe it's almost 12 inches from, we call it in the sea, you know, in that area. Mm -hmm. So uh, Mm -hmm. some of our older machines were 10 inches, which was still great, but now it's so much more. So I agree. There's a lot of workspace and they've also actually raised where the part of the machine that kind of comes down where the needle is, They've raised that too, so you have more room in there to take presser feet on and off. So it's just amazing how much room you have. I love that. Because I, I do think, just thinking about what people are making right now, what SOAS are making during the pandemic, I've seen yeah. a lot of people jumping into quilting projects and also you know doing using scraps, doing stash busting. Um, so I feel like we've got a lot of listeners who are kind of well, I will say myself included, needing more room, feeding those bigger, thicker projects through the machine. But I also kind of wanted to touch on the all the features um, this machine has for free motion stitching, which I think is really appealing. You know, if as if you've done a couple of quilted projects, you're kind of you've you've done some straight line quilting, but free motion is kind of that next level of creativity. Yeah, it it really is. And actually with the Epic 95Q, it has three free motion modes, which I think is really neat. And mm-hmm. the one I use the most is the spring action. And what that does is there are specific feet that actually have little springs on them. And when you put that on, they go up and down and they help hold your fabric so you get a perfect stitch. And I think that's really nice. Um, The other free motion uh, modes, one is called free motion floating. And that actually gives you a, it's it's quicker, I think. The um, presser foot hovers over the fabric. So you can move maybe just a little bit quicker And then anybody who's into the template rulers, we have a very specific ruler foot free motion setting too. So it puts it at the proper height for those rulers, uh, puts the presser foot, excuse me, at the proper height for those rulers. So you're not going to like 
have to change anything or move anything up and down. It just is set for those rulers, which is also really neat. Very cool. I feel like I'm I've got a free motion quilted jacket in my mind and I I might need to make that happen this year finally. Definitely. Well, and like for me with this, well, actually all of these modes, you know, you think about your, your feed teeth, right? And you have to drop your feed teeth. All you do with this particular machine is you tell it you're going to go into free motion and it sets it for you. So it drops the feed teeth. It puts everything in the right position. So I think it just helps me so better. You know, it's really cool. Mm -hmm. You know, I have to say there, there is such a, Sometimes it stops you from doing things like that, the the free motion or whatever, when you know you have to change a bunch of settings, you have to drop your feet, you have to get on the right foot, you have to do all this fancy stuff. And you're just like, I don't want to go through the effort right now. And then you don't. And I feel like sometimes it's just so encouraging to be able to say, okay, hit this setting and then maybe change a foot and I am good to go. Um, It makes it so much easier to just get into doing stuff. Yeah, it, it, I, I agree totally. And, uh, you know, sometimes people, not even quilters, we like to do just a little extra decorative work on whatever it is that right. we're making. And that, it, again, it's super easy and fast. So yeah, I, I love free motion sewing. And so uh, it's, it's neat to hear you say that and ask those questions. Cool. Well, speaking of decorative stitches, um, I know this one is not an embroidery machine per se, but it looks like the decorative stitch technology is super advanced on this machine. I'm looking at the pictures and these designs are so wide compared to what you usually see on a regular sewing machine. So tell me, how wide does it actually go? You know, this particular, so that this Epic 95Q with the laser guidance, we have a special, it is a patented stitch technique actually that is made for that laser and it's called laser laser pictogramming. And so that's really fun because it enhances and makes the stitches wider. Uh, We have, sorry, it's just so cool. (laughs) Um, So you you got me, you got me started. So I kind of jumped from your question. No, no, tell us. (laughs) With this particular machine, it does, the normal sewing stitches can go up to nine millimeters, but we have what we call omnimotion stitches that go left and right And those are up to 54 millimeters, which is almost two inches. So that's amazing to me. And with these laser pictograms, you start adding them together. So it just keeps getting bigger and bigger. I mean, (laughs) it's just you keep building on this. And we also have, you know, again, a couple more stitches that are patented that are exclusive to Who's Front of Viking. And those are the laser pictograms, pop-up stitches, putting sequins on with your machine and applique stitch. I mean, it's just amazing what you can do. So you're right. They're gorgeous stitches over 840. I mean, you just go on and on and on. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, the things I could do. Yes. I know. This is kind of blowing my mind. I have a really basic question and I'm not sure if you have the answer, Saudi, but I'm going to ask it anyway. I'm really curious about the color. It is so pretty. It's this pretty mauve. And I wondered what goes into a decision like that? Because I feel like that's something that could be really hard to decide. 
Because we soists, we like colors. So (laughs) definitely, definitely. Well, I think there is a lot of work that goes into coloring and just the the shape of this particular machine. I don't know if you you guys looked at it. It's just so beautiful and smooth and has all this great texture as well in the machine itself, as well as the colors. So they do a lot of work uh, with our global marketing department in trying to find colors that people like. And so to your point, they just did some testing and had different colors and found that this was going to be the best. And honestly, for me, one of the neatest things is when you set this Epic 95Q, which you, as you said, this is a top sewing machine. This is our top of the line sewing machine. But then I put it right next to my Epic two, which is our sewing and embroidery machine. And they, they're just so beautiful together. It's like, <laughs> oh my gosh, my sewing room is complete now. So <laughs> right. They were thinking about your whole sewing fleet and exactly. all those. The whole epic together. look, as it were. Oh, epic nice. <laughs> <laughs> Very nice. Thank you. Oh, wow. Can I jump in real quick to talk about my favorite thing about, this is actually about, again, the designer epic, but I know this has the same feature. So the bobbin winding through the needle. Mm -hmm. Oh (laughs) my gosh. I love it so much. Um, You pull the thread um, around the foot and up to the side and you go through your guides and then you wind it. It goes right through the needle. You don't have to unthread your machine. You don't have to rethread your machine. You don't even have to rethread your needle. I love it. It's so great. I just, I cannot get over how much I love winding a bobbin with one of these machines. <laughs> it, it's it's crazy, isn't it? How, it is. Uh, it's the little things that make us really? go, oh, wow. You know, and that's, I appreciate that because not every, you know, not everyone can do that. So like you said, when you pull it under the foot and just go wind your bobbin without having to rethread, oh my goodness, it is great. Oh, every time I have to rewind a bobbin on my machine in the middle of a project, I am mad that I have to do it <laughs> and I have to unthread my machine because now I yeah. know that you there's a world where you don't have to do that. <laughs> yes. It's hard to go that, back. <laughs> it is. It is. Yeah, it definitely is. And, you know, to that point, I just got to say, you know, there are so many great things, but the Epic 95Q also does have a separate bobbin winding motor. So meaning if you're stitching and you have an extra spool of thread, you can actually be winding a bobbin while you're stitching, which blows my mind. So, mm-hmm. Oh, my gosh. My Yes. Mind blown. (laughs) (laughs) Well, thank you so much for sharing some insights about this machine from the development to the really amazing features that it has. It's truly impressive. And we always love an opportunity to geek out about machines over here. Absolutely. <laughs> oh, my pleasure. It's re- it's really fun. And these, you know, machines like this, it, it's fun to just kind of go, look what you can do. <laughs> right. Exactly. Thank you so much. For links to everything we talked about in this episode, go to our show notes page at sodaily.com slash sewandtell. If you want to get in touch with us, you can email us at sewandtellpodcast at goldenpeakmedia.com or visit us on Instagram at sewandtellpod. Answer the sewandtell question, tell us your sojo, or just leave us some feedback. If you enjoyed our show, please subscribe on your podcasting platform of choice. 
And please leave us a review, ideally a good one, because that helps listeners like you find our podcast. And tell your sewing friends about us too. Thanks for listening and happy stitching. Sew and Tell is a Sew Daily podcast and produced by Golden Peak Media. It's hosted and produced by Meg Healy, Amanda Carestio, and me, Kate Zynard. Daisha Clay is our producer. Director of podcasts is Jared Mayer. Tiffany Warble is director of content. Kelsey Raderman handles our marketing. And Andrea Lotz does all things digital. If you'd like more information on sponsoring or advertising on Sew and Tell, go to goldenpeakmedia.com.